Welcome in everyone to the Puttcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. Today I will be recapping the Match Play Masters event that happened earlier today. And a lot of this is going to be off the cuff. Um, I didn't do too much preparation for this. We learned a lot today. We learned a ton. Um, a lot of things I'd do differently today or, or, or for next year. And I'm going to start off with a couple of those things. So, so first off, congratulations to, congratulations to Sean Brown. The winner of the 2022 match play masters went right down to the wire against Matt Rolstead at a final hole victory. Um, Matt with a dramatic ace on 17, uh, and then, uh, uh, a two for Sean on 18, a three for Matt on 18. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. You can check that out on our Facebook, um, Puttcraft's Facebook. It'll be under the championship. Okay. So here are in no particular orders, order some things I loved and some things I did not love today. Um, it was too quick of a day for the folks who went 0 and 2. And it wouldn't have been any extra work for us to do a sub-consolation bracket. So, for example, Sheila Nelson, um, Riley Moore, Kathleen Malone, th- all three went 0-2 today. And we could have done a sub-consolation bracket for them amongst those three, and the winner could have got their money back. Or something, something fun, something different. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some sort of merch involved or merch credit or something like that. It's just too quick of a day for those folks who went 0 and 2. And I just, I didn't love it. You know, it's supposed to be a great experience for, um, for everyone from the Sean Browns to the Sheila Nelsons. Um, and, and, and it wasn't. So that's my bad. In that same vein, the community center, right? And Sean had mentioned something at the end. He said, "We." Sh- I asked him, where should we go next year? And he said, let's come right back here. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, actually, that makes a lot of sense. It's a perfect course for this type of event. And if we get that community center rented for next year, um, even more so. Um, so, you know, that, that there, there, there's, there's a grill in there. I'm assuming there's a fridge in there as well. I don't know. I'm assuming there's not alcohol allowed because it is a, uh, city owned, uh, facility. So I, 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 I don't think that would be a, a situation, but transitioning there, if we do do one in the winter, um, the golf zone would be a perfect place to do it because of their seated sitting facilities, their bar, the TV, that sort of thing. And what we could do in the winter is we could either cap it at eight or cap it at 16. We learned today that 16, um, you know, uh, 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 11 was a long day, but it wasn't that long. You know what I mean, right? It could have certainly been longer. 16 would have probably added 90 minutes, maybe two hours. Um, and that that's right on the cusp of saying, okay, this is too long. We need to go to two days. So if we capped it at eight or if we capped it at 12 or we capped it at 16 this winter, if we were to do it at uh, Golf Zone, I think that would be a ton of fun. I love this format personally. You know, it's just different. It's a nice change of pace. Um, several people noted today their heart rates were, you know, it was very nerve wracking, um, which is fun because again, it's, it's an experience. It's supposed to be fun. That's the whole point of it. So when we schedule it for next year, and I do want to get it on the schedule really quickly, here's what we're going to do. We're going to 
Um, we're going to initially call it a 32-person two-day tournament. Okay, and that's going to be scheduled well in advance. One week prior to the event, if we do not have 16 people, we are going to change it to 16, and it's going to be a one-day event. Okay, so up until one week before, it'll be a 32-person, two-day event. Let's say we have 14 registrations seven days before. It immediately gets cut to 16 and immediately gets cut to one day. If we have 28, then it'll stay at a two-day, 32-person event. And, you know, I love the idea of getting together for a seating show and for the um, award ceremony. So I'm still keeping that on as a possibility. Um, I'm just going to do a better job of marketing it next year. I think a lot of people glanced at the dates and they said three days. No, thank you. Right. So I'll only put it as a two day event next year, but I will put, you know, in the subheader that the award ceremony and seating show is on Friday night. And I still really, really, really think that getting together will be a, um, will be a really, really, really fun experience. Um, I'm curious about the live stream. Did you go back and watch it? Um, are you enjoying it? Is it something that you're never going to touch? I, I think that's also a an, another fun element to this is that it's a perfect live stream um, because I can sit with somebody at hole 12 and wa- follow them all the way to the end. Uh, and and, and I, th- I think that's a lot of fun. And it just adds a little bit of a different element to it. So to recap, um, the day was too quick for the folks who went on to way too quick. Um, I did not, I did not love that. So adding some sort of a sub consolation bracket with prizes at the end for those who uh, are quickly, are, are quickly out of the, the main tournament, if you will, renting out the community center is another big check. Um, and then, you know, starting it as a 32 person, two day tournament. And if we don't get, uh, 16 people after one week, we'll cut it right off to 16, um, Maybe try this at the golf zone in the winter, maybe, but if not this weekend for me, and I, I think, I think I want to keep it consistent. So I think we're going to look at this weekend again next year, um, as a potential. And I guess it would be, you know, the third Saturday of May. So the 20th next year. Um, you know, we lost out on a few people because of graduations this weekend, so maybe not. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I think our brand is going to be strong enough next year where we'll, where we'll be able to get to 32. We got to 11 this year and it was, you know, in a lot of ways, pretty experimental. Um, it, it, again, uh, it worked out for the most part. Um, but, but there's a lot of things that I I would have liked to have done different and, um, you know, being able to realize those things that should have been done differently this quickly, uh, is, is tough because, you know, it's something that we could have probably fixed last night or a couple days ago. Um, because I knew, I mean, obviously, you know, going into it that if somebody loses their first two games, they're done for the day. And I never thought to myself, okay, well, what, what can we add, you know, that, that will make that experience better. Um, so, you know, real quick, uh, j- just some, just some top of the top, top line analysis. Um, you know, Sean Brown looked unstoppable until his first match with Matt Rolstead where he just got trounced. I mean, uh, Matt won plus seven, 
you know, I think seven and six is, I think, how the professionals call it. Um, you know, he just he just completely dominated. Um, was impressed with Brandon Storhoff, who, uh, you know, beat Riley Moore in the first round, lost to, uh, at the time, an absolutely on fire Sean Brown, uh, but then beat his brother, Brady Storhoff. Uh, which I'm sure felt very good. Uh, R.J. Dusak came back very early, uh, from a very early deficit against Brady Storhoff and won that game, then lost to Sean Sean Brown, um, but, you know, made some waves in the consolation bracket, beating Jason Peterson, who was on fire, beating, uh, you know, who... Jason, here's here's Jason's tournament. Beat beat Kathleen, lost to Matt Rolstead, um, and then beat Riley Moore, Josh Banesh, and then uh, exited quickly against R.J. Dusak. Um, Sheila Nelson had a blast. Uh, we talked about how much fun she had, so uh, thank you for uh, you know helping her out, uh, both Josh and Brandon. Um, yeah, <laughs> she had a lot of fun. So um, the uh, let's see uh, what other top of the line. Uh, analysis can I can I can I provide here uh today um you know it's a lot easier with stats and I don't have those right now so without preparing very much I apologize but I just don't have um a lot to say right now it is only seven o'clock so um Got some really great photos today. The lighting was absolutely spectacular. And what I'll leave you with is this. Four events in June. We've scheduled them all. They are all up on the website right now. June 2nd, Lily Putt Open. June 6th, Veterans Open. June 19th, which is a Sunday, the Golf Dome Open, our first Sunday event. Uh, Como and then the Como Park open on Tuesday, June twenty eighth. Lilliput is uh, Thursday, and Veterans will be that following Monday. So a couple of tight turnarounds there. I'm actually going to go tour the Golf Dome um, probably on Tuesday. It was in pretty rough shape last year, and you know the the cups were 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 tough so i'm going to uh, record a couple of rule videos there maybe this week maybe tuesday maybe wednesday and if it's in really 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 tough shape we will move that golf dome open somewhere else i'm not exact exactly sure yet but we're not going to force it there um if it if it if it doesn't work out so um, thank you so much to everybody who participated today. Had a blast. Uh, again, would have done a few things differently. Learned a, a great deal from today's experience. And uh, I'm going to leave you with that. So we will uh, be back next week uh, for a full episode. <laughs>